0: This episode is gonna be fire! Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bombs Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg. The guest today is my friend, my former roommate, my teacher. She is just a gem of a human being and truly has taught me a whole, whole lot about how life works, about how the brain works, about how you can create more abundance and joy and bliss in your world. Her name is Amber Hawken. She is an Aussie. She's a writer. She's a speaker. She's a meditation teacher. She's really smart, like really smart. And in this podcast, we talk all about how to change your life. And like we know that we want to change things and everybody talks about doing the steps and doing the work, but like no one really talks about how you actually go about doing that. How do you change your life? And so in this one, we just dive straight into it. It's like, what are the five or ten things that you actually need to do to change your life? And it's fun, and we use profanity, and we giggle, and it's great, and I think you're really going to like it. Also, I do need to tell you that Amber and I are hosting a retreat in Byron Bay, August 15th to 18th. If you go to longdistancelovebalms.com Australia, you can read the details, but it's four days living with us doing some soul work, we're going to have some surprises, it's fun, longdistancelovebombs.com slash Australia, enjoy this podcast, it is juicy, there's a lot of good stuff in there and I really do think it could profoundly impact your life, so have fun. I just have to record because this is the easiest podcast I think I'll ever do. Amber Hawken, welcome to the podcast.
1: It's an honor to be here, Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm,
0: just, I'm already, just.
1: I was already in the vibe, and you interrupted yeah. it by welcoming me. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I was like, we gotta start the podcast because we had already started for about five minutes, and we were talking about things. And I was like, we need to just record this and get going. Yeah. So anyway, let's get going. Okay. Okay. So. Can we tell
1: them what we're gonna talk about.
0: Oh yes. I think first, though, for people that don't know you, like, who are you,
1: mm. you know? Oh, I'll, okay, I'll go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
0: could go, but I feel like you probably know the answer better.
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh, maybe, oh, maybe not. I always find it interesting how you introduce me and I go, oh, really? Mm. Okay, so um, uh, I'm an... Uh, Look, just like all of us, I am both an infinite, expansive potential of some kind cut from the same cloth. But um, as a separate individual, um, I am an Aussie from Down Under. Are you recording
2: this?
1: No. am from Down
2: Under. You.
1: And I have a, a keen obsession with understanding um, human psychology, human neurology, human energy, darkness, shadow, um, because I believe getting very comfortable and very close and intimate and friendly in a sense and i don't mean getting snug and making it real hard but i literally mean like whoa isn't that cool how that fucked up behavior came from this thing and now we can see it and it's just delicious and now we can change our life so that's kind of my obsession and um on a professional level i studied cognitive behavioral therapy um deep state repatting therapy regression work in child healing um linguistic programming some of those kind of things. So, I've been working in the field for almost a decade, or not about seven or eight years. So,
0: and yeah. you, and just to quickly translate that, you're like a coach and a
2: speaker yeah, and coach. a writer. Yeah. Wrote a book once. Yeah, you did. Mm.
0: The Unfuck Withable Life. Correct. Yeah. You're so many things. And, and you're just a wonderful human. And we used to live together.
2: We did. I
1: forget that all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we shared space.
1: <laughs> the image that I just got in my brain was that day that I walked out and you had these <laughs> seeds and you're making these tiny plants in these tiny pots. And yeah. Like, yeah, what are you doing? And you're like, planting seeds. And I'm like, okay. And they were like these micro- <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I do, though. I plant seeds.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do.
1: Uh,
0: okay, so- Hang on, we're getting distracted by nostalgia. We yeah. are going to talk about how people can change their lives. Mm-hmm. It's juicy. How does somebody change their life if they're listening right now? Because you hear all the things and you read all the books and you listen to the podcast and everybody's like, blah, 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 blah. But like, how do you actually do it? Like, what do they need to know?
1: Well, firstly, <laughs> they need to know that they care enough to, to want to, they have to give a shit. Mm. Like, so ask yourself, do I give a shit yet? Is everything happening in and around my mind and my emotions and my life, what I would like it to be, but most of all, what I believe it can be? Because I think that that's the big ticker. If you don't, if you believe, well, this is just how it is. Okay, well, that's cool. You will definitely stay there then. But And that's if, fine. Yeah.
0: There's nothing wrong with staying where you're at. There really isn't. But then you don't get to complain about it. Yeah, precisely.
1: I mean, you can.
0: You can, but but it's pointless.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And so, okay, so the first thing, step one, give a shit. Yeah.
1: And I heard the other day, I was listening to an interview, was it Gabba? Gabba Mate Or I Mm. think it was actually someone else. And the dude has no social media, but I did see him on YouTube. And um, I will think of his name later, but he was talking about um, uh, borderline personality disorders and narcissism. And he was talking to an expert um, who treats um, narcissism and borderline personality disorder. And they're saying people don't change until they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah. And then I went, well, <laughs> actually, and I, cause I don't like to just subscribe to something, you know, so my brain, whenever I, you know completely agree with something i have the devil on my shoulders just questioning well could it be a little bit different what if we didn't have to hit rock bottom um, and in a sense this paradox of what i truly believe life is about where we really only experience we create our sense of identity this ego this i built on fear of 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 lack of not enoughness of not being infinite and of not purity of you know of of fear and who I am and who I need to believe in all these false structures. We create that so that we understand what we are because we need to know what we're not know what we are. Right. I promise Mm -hmm. I'm getting with this. So, um, (laughs) that structure, the sense of identity creates because thoughts enough, enough attention given to a thought turns into a feeling, turns into an emotion, turns into energy, which shapes matter right? So it all begins with the way that we're thinking. If we have enough awareness around that structure of fear, I truly believe that we don't have to hit super painful rock bottom experience, so to speak. We could just get quiet and get still and ask ourselves, okay, well, what's right for me or what's really true and start to check in with ourselves with much less intense effort. It's got to be real hard. What's required, though, if we do that, is a lot of courage. Because, I mean, intuition, or you know, ourself, or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter um, what word you put on it. It's always there, telling us which direction would be the most opening, the most. Um, what's really the truth, which is that our natural state of being is joy. However, as a human, we must, 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 must experience all of the unjoy, all of the other shit. That's not joy and all of the other things that aren't feel to realize and come back to ourselves. So it it becomes all this big experience. So if you sit still for long enough and go, well, what do I want to experience? Do I want to experience the feeling that I'm just a really closed off person? Or would I like to experience something different? And if I want to experience something different, Which way could I go? Could I just shift the direction of my attention? Could I feel through and process those feelings of fear that people will shut me down? Therefore, I tell myself I'm a close person so no one ever hurts me. And we can do that work internally. It just requires discipline and courage. So you can either, I feel, Jer, I don't want to say Jer, fuck saying your name the right way. Mm. I feel we either have to hit rock bottom or have a lot of courage and discipline. Mm. I feel like that's our two options.
0: Courage, discipline, and curiosity, perhaps.
1: Yes, exactly, precisely.
0: Yeah, I like that idea of getting still and sort of checking in with that intuitive pull or the hunch of yeah. like the the little whisper in the silence that says, maybe I should eat some more vegetables, for example. <laughs> you know, like maybe that would make my life a little bit better. And, like, you don't need to go and get diabetes and be in the hospital and have you know, 600 pounds or whatever and be obese to know that, like, that's probably a better decision for
1: you. Yeah. And and I love that you said, you know, you started with something like vegetables. I <laughs> I mean it. Because Good. Good. Like, Good you know, people take this personal development and shadow work so seriously, go find my shadows, I'm, shadow, I'm got to get rid of them. And, and, you know, this is my shadow coming out. And, and what we, what happens is we get so focused on our shadow and getting rid of the shadow. We create shame and fear out and the whole focus and the whole energy is on this thing. Instead of just being like, Oh yeah, that's a behavior because it's based on a fear. Cool. And it becomes this big thing. And I feel if we could stop being so resistant to the fact that we're a human being, and it's just so beautiful and necessary to have that experience, we wouldn't get so stuck because shame keeps us stuck. Mm. So feeling like we're wrong, feeling like we shouldn't have this, feeling like that we need to get rid of it is what will perpetuate it. So if we just kind of realise, like, I'm going to sometimes drink wine instead of telling my inner child that she's worthy. And sometimes I'm not going to unconditionally love you, Jenny, because you're being a dick, you know?
2: It's like, yeah. that's okay.
0: Yeah. And like who gets to decide that it's actually a big deal or not a big deal, right? Part of that's a value judgment that we're deciding ourselves. Yeah. And so I think what, you're, what I'm hearing maybe is, is like rather than being very critical and super bullying and judgmental for the actions that you're taking or the thoughts yeah. that you're thinking – just recognizing it and being like, huh, that's, that's happening. Like, that's interesting, weird. And then just letting that go. The way I describe it is like a, a, a shit sandwich, which I, is like a weird thing, but like you have, you have like the, the shit, like the, the judge or the, the thing that you want to change or that is the resistance or whatever. And, and then you're like, you pile things on it. You're like, Oh, here's some shame because I shouldn't feel that way. And, oh, now I'm going to judge myself for feeling the yeah. shame. And then I'm going to judge myself for judging myself. And you just create this, like, gigantic sandwich. Yeah. But it doesn't actually resolve the thing that's, that you want to change in the first place.
1: It keeps it alive. Makes it keeps it, it, makes it alive. It. Yeah, it gives it life. It gives it, like, it's just like, here, have life force. Yeah. Rule my
0: life. I've heard that described as, like, every time you, you give something attention, you have to, like, pick it up again of like when you give time and energy to the thing that you want to change like well i've just picked that up again
1: yeah i i I use a shit analogy as well so i love that Ah. we're on that level perfect i talk like we get to this understanding it's you know going from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence to conscious competence to unconscious competence so at first we're kind of just swimming around in shit and we don't know you know Everything smells like shit. And you know, you look like shit. I look like shit. There's just, it's shit everywhere. And I just like this shit. You know, this is unconscious incompetence that you're swimming around in your head and you're, you're creating this, right? Yeah. Then someone will say, Hey, it's the way you're looking at things and the way that you're dealing with them. You know, they might listen to this and be like, oh my goodness, okay. So then they're consciously aware that they created the shit, right? And then And then we go and we pick it up and we kind of analyze it. We pull apart and we're like, oh, is there corn in it? And where did the corn come from? And why is the corn here? Like, why is it this color? What's going on? And we get focused on it. We pull it apart and that doesn't get us anywhere. So like, all right, so we can look at it and become aware of it. And then the conscious competence is like the practice of okay, here's the shit, let it go. And we often, we often, you know, live, live a lot there because we're human beings, so we'll forget to do that and we'll go back and play with it some more. But then,
2: mm.
1: you know, our hands are covered in it and maybe it's on our face and we rub on the walls a bit and then we're like, oh, whoops, I'm doing it again and we let it go, go wash our hands, you know. <laughs> 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 unconscious confidence is kind of sitting back and going, oh, you know, it's going to be there. I've got to do this thing that's going to be poo. That's It's, it's going to be in and around my life. Mm. I don't play with it. It's, Mm. it's, it's okay. In fact, in fact, it's a really necessary part of being a human being because it is, because we've got to detox, we've got to get it out. So Mm. that's my good, that's, that's my shit.
0: I mean, I don't even know what to say to that, Amber. That was, that was very graphic with the corn and the, and the swimming in it. It It was good. Like I get it. So I, I think what I'm hearing is is like the transition from like victimhood to empowerment in a way
2: yeah.
0: right of like a victim of like i'm drowning i'm overwhelmed like life is happening to me right yeah. and you're sort of moving towards a place of hang on i get to decide how i show up i get to decide what i focus on i get to choose the perspective the lens through which i'm going to view this experience and like that to me is like an empowered position
1: yep yeah. do you agree 100% agree
2: okay
0: So for people who want to change their lives, how do you start to shift through those various stages that you said of of competency or going from victimhood to empowerment and strong, courageous human?
1: I think just identifying in quite a relaxed way, like a gentle way. Ah, I have had the capacity to be able to create the circumstance that I'm in. And that can be... Oh my God, I did this. I created this and very shameful and self-blame or it could be if you wanted to take responsibility and understand you have a choice right now, Mm. it could be liberating. They're your options. It could feel heavy and and shameful and guilt-ridden that you created this situation or it could be the most liberating thing you ever realized that, whoa, Mm. I can this is in my power I can take responsibility and I can use freedom of choice you know Mm. I can use freedom of choice before it felt like I didn't have a choice because I didn't have I wasn't at that conscious awareness level so this is you know people saying everything is a choice can sometimes feel very heavy it's like well I didn't choose to have this disease I didn't choose to live in this country I didn't choose my parents who abused me I didn't choose it's like that's okay your freedom of choice now is the meaning that's given. What you're going to do with that um, discomfort that has, you know, we we often call trauma, you know, within our body and our emotions and our mind. What, what can we do with that now? How can we utilize this? And where would you like your life to go? This is now your choice and that can liberate you. So let's bring a little bit of lightness to it instead of, you chose this. It's like, ah, oh, I have freedom of choice now. Mm. So it's that think for that first step is meeting your life and going, whoa, I, I, holy shit, I can change. This, this is within my power. I'm not sure exactly all of the steps and please don't get caught up in that. Don't caught up, get caught up in why you're there or exactly how you did it. Just know you did it and therefore you have the power to change if you want. So yeah. it's kind of owning, right? That step one in summary is own, own that this is your life and you have choice that you sure. can change. You want it
0: taking radical personal responsibility for where you are currently, uh-huh. which is in itself a very brave and confronting thing. Yes. You're like, well, I did this and it's like it's all my it's all my doing. Right? Yeah. And then I'm hearing to cultivate the belief that change is possible. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, do we have to cultivate the belief?
0: Or Acknowledge or how would you say it?
1: I feel you know if we really understand that because it's not this isn't woo-woo to 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 look at the steps thoughts fed, become feeling. you know that if you focus on all of the times in your life where you felt you didn't do enough or whatever, you will experience the emotional, the energy, the feeling of shame, of not-enoughness. That is going to shift and change the way that you feel. It's gonna change your breathing. It's gonna change your chemistry, your neurology, your biology. It's going to increase your stress levels. That will add to, you know, that will um, drop your immunity. It's going to do all that physical stuff, right? disease side of it on a on a physiological and biological level not only that it's going to change your behavior because your motivation your energy will drop literally your energy levels will drop so your actions are going to change you're going to probably be more afraid that you'll be rejected or that you aren't good enough so if you had option a and option b of option a being put yourself out there and the belief was i'm not good enough would you put yourself out there or Would you not? You're probably not going to. So it's going to change your behavior, which is going to change your results. Mm. Thoughts, feelings, energy matter. You can shift this. It's a flip. It's like turning on that switch going, there was one thought that came into your brain and you fed it. You gave it your attention and it came to life in your world. You saw it everywhere. You experienced through people and events and yourself and your decisions and you saw it Mm. and you experienced it. But if you change that, if you take the lens off and if you decide to look at it differently, you get to change it. So it's not woo-woo, right? It's We can see it.
0: It's reasonable, I I think. The way that I phrase that is is you find what you seek, right? And so if you look for reasons that you're not good enough, you'll find them. If you look for reasons that you are, you'll also find them. And I think what's interesting about that is this exercise that I did at a Tony Robbins event. A couple of years ago
2: yeah. and,
0: he, and he had us he basically had us look around for people that were wearing red do you know this one yeah. you know what I'm doing? Yeah. I should probably finish explaining it for people though um right that makes sense. okay so so you look around for people that are wearing red right and you kind of do that and that's like interesting and you notice the red and you didn't really see it before and that's fine and I was like whatever this is boring but then he said this really interesting thing which was now how many of you guys saw a red thing? Lots of people raised their hands, right? Everybody. And he said, how many people saw a maroon thing or a pink thing or an orange thing? And you thought, oh, I'll just call that red. And like, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I did that. And I was like, oh, that's red. That's red. That's red. And, he, and his point was basically like, if you're looking for specific things, your brain will find a way to like nudge things or cheat a little bit and you'll pull in other things that ar- aren't actually that thing, but you'll call it that. Right. Yeah. And I think that applies to and positive beliefs as well. Like, yeah.
2: Oh, shit.
1: I would love to, to, to take this opportunity to speak to something that happens a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please. Amber, that was so formal. Yes. Amber Hawken, you have the floor.
1: I have a fucking point. All right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, for those of you who are listening, something really, really powerful can happen right now. If you have, if you find yourself feeling as though people are often judging you, that you find people often reject you, if you find that people shut you down, um, use you, don't respect you, are mean to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if you find this ongoing pattern in your life, what I want to highlight or suggest is that that's probably it could be happening, but it might not be happening. What I'm saying here is that I could be having a conversation with Jeremy. And if Jeremy truly believes unconsciously, deep, deep down that people are manipulative and liars, whatever I am saying Whatever I'm saying, his amygdala, his fear response is going to have its antennas up. Like, oh, they can't see him on a podcast. They
2: can't see you now. They're you look like an adorable bug. <laughs> and
1: so. it's going to pick up and filter for the lies, for the manipulation. And you're going to be on the defense. Your filter will be that with or without you knowing it. So when the person is speaking and this is an extreme version, right? This is when we're really, 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 really deeply in it. And you don't have the curiosity and you've never been told this. It can be very confronting for someone to say to you, you've kind of just been paranoid your whole life. And that's why you're almost always on the defense. That's, that's the victim mentality you know, you're waiting, you're, you're in your mind, you're literally judging people all the time. You're feeling really heavy and you just know, you know, it just feels like they're kind of out to get you. They're about to trick you. And you just, you just know, like like the the key is here and the giveaway, if this is happening to you and for you is that you're 100% sure that that's just what people do, you know? And that's the extreme version of when it's, you're super, super blinded by it. You're incredibly blinded by it and it's all coming in and you're on the defense and you think, no, that that's happened in the past or that person has done it in the past and, and love like honey, like sweetheart. And this is what someone said to me once, like very condescendingly. And I was like, fuck you, but love sweetheart. Your mind's paranoid. It's always paranoid. It's always going to be paranoid and unless you decide to question whether or not that is true or not, you are forever going to see and experience life like that. Mm. So if you find yourself on high alert all the time or in fear of judgment, you can be sure that your little antenna and that your your filter is up always and that's a really good place to. I just kind of wanted to poke that in case people were feeling like, no, I'm, no, I don't, I'm good, nothing to change. It's like, hey, this is, this is kind of what we're talking about. And it can be very transparent.
0: Yeah. And it's like, if you think that you have nothing to change, then that's exactly where you need to start. Yeah. Like, because you feel like you have nothing to change. And that's not true. Yes. So people listening that are like, okay, that makes sense. I get it, Amber Hawken. Now I'm starting to recognize that maybe I am a little bit paranoid. Maybe I'm seeing the world a little bit through, you know, not so rose colored lenses, like, now what? Like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's like hardwired into my brain. You, you don't understand. It's automatic.
1: I get it. <laughs> um, I know. I've heard this many times. So, <laughs> what, do you, what do you
0: say to, the, to those individuals, or to me, to me? You know, because I'm kind of thinking that.
1: Um, I'll say, yeah, completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> what a changing anyway. Like, cool.
0: Like, yeah. Like, I, I said this to a client no, no, the other no. day. I was like cute story yes. Like, yeah. that, that was like a definite like <clears throat> like <laughs> triggering comment i realized but it's that it's like cute story awesome I, I do
1: this one you ready i believe you i i totally believe you yeah the world is scary people are shit i get it i believe you when you're telling me this and i'm listening to it i believe it too yeah and then i wait and if they're curious and open and generally because they have paid me to call them out, they're okay with it. But sometimes, <laughs> <they're okay. laughs> Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. So then what I guess, relax right now. If you're feeling triggered, like if you're feeling triggered and you're like, screw you guys, just relax a little, like take a breath into your belly. And what this is going to do is actually bring um, your fight and flight of your brain down. It's actually going to drop the lens. It's going to drop your defense. So breathe into your belly, in and out your nose for a little bit, just to settle that down. And this exercise is key. It's fundamental to the when you're saying, but it's wide into my brain. This is a continuous exercise that you can do and should do um, to address and meet resistance for the rest of your life is to pause and get into your body because you're right, it is hardwired into your brain. So get the fuck out of there. Get out of your brain. Mm. So get into your body and feel, and you're going to feel resistance. And I was talking to a client like this the other day and um, she was saying to me, but my whole life I have I I thought that, you know, if people didn't like me, that meant I wasn't good enough. So I'll walk into a cafe and I'll smile at the person. If they don't smile back to me, I get so anxious and I can't help that. And you know, so we kind of unpacked where that came from and did some somatic work and a bit of regression around it. And that was really cool and it settles things down, but I truly believe in, in bringing awareness to the fact that your work and our work in every single moment is noticing the discomfort, the, the resistance that rises in our body. So, say for her, she would walk in and she would feel this fear, right? This fear of rejection or, or this angst in her body. And the reason that we would, or she would then people please, really, the reason is not, yes, it is, you know, that deep seated belief, but really, we're not reacting to that. We're not reacting to the belief. We're reacting to the discomfort within ourselves that we're feeling because that belief exists, because the belief creates. Feels the fear, and we don't want to feel that. So, to try and numb that, we try and take a hit, and the hit that we want is the validation from the person. Mm. So, how do you change? It's hardwired into your brain, get into your body, and notice that there's going to be dis- like you're going to feel something rise in you that you'll want to get away from. You'll want to get away from, oh my God, but I I want to, you know, I want to please this person or I don't want to be wrong or whatever it is. And Mm. sit with that. Sit with it. Don't react to it. Do not, do not numb it. Don't take a hit of heroin. Do not do not give in to it do not try and continue to prove that you're right do not try to please that person do not sacrifice your needs for that person do not do not judge someone to make yourself feel better do not feed the drama sit with the discomfort in your body that's going to be there when you're not feeding that right that thought that 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 discomfort because what we're really doing the behavior is not because of the belief. The behavior is to get away from the feeling. Mm. Do you understand?
0: I do, yeah. I think that makes sense.
1: Guys on the podcast listening, do you understand?
0: Yeah, raise your hand if you understand. One way that I've heard this described um, on a podcast episode I did recently with Alexandra Solomon, who's a marriage and family therapist, in her book, Loving Bravely, which is really good, Mm -hmm. uh, she describes it as name, connect, choose. And so you like name what you're feeling and yeah. you in the situation you connect with that feeling or emotion and then you choose what to do with it, what to do with that. Right. And I, I think it's like a pretty simple framework and it's exactly what you're describing. I think there's a lot of synergy yeah. with that of like, and just being like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. Fuck this sucks. Or like, I don't like this feeling like, well, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. And one thing that, I find useful as a reminder is, um, I tell myself this won't last forever.
2: Yeah. This
1: too shall pass.
0: This too shall pass. Yeah. Like this sucks right now. Like, well, what can I, the other thing I like is, um, like, how can I use this? What can I learn from this? How can I love this? Just like, it's like Mm -hmm. growth. I'm growing right now. This sucks. That must mean I'm growing.
1: Yeah, I, I did that. And this is called like, it's, you know, it's a reframe. This is the, the beauty of the brain. And this is where I talk to people about how great the mind is. We've got it. We may as well use it. So <laughs> you're making that mean, you know, and no. I, did this the other day with a client, she's almost 40, um, classic people pleaser her whole life um, came from a background of uh, heavy religion to be the good girl um, you know, sensuality, sexuality, and money were all things to be ashamed of. You know, I remember when I told her to go listen to the book Pussy, and she almost fell off her fucking chair. And I asked her the last time she she pleasured herself, and she just froze. And um, I asked her when the next thing she was going to buy herself that brought joy to her life, and she, you know, it's just like this <laughs> woman. And we did all this reframe around it, and then we met one of the things around um, the unknown. And the story that we told ourselves. And she said to me, "I'm just so afraid of the unknown. Like, what? What if I make this decision and people don't like me?" I'm like, "Yeah, then what? Well, I don't know. Okay, so you don't know. No. Okay, and then what? Well, I don't know. Okay, is that all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Now what? You know, and it's like, we've got this story. <laughs> I'm so afraid of the unknown. Are you? How do you know that? I feel fear. Okay. So does fear mean that you can't do anything like you are expecting to feel different? What do you want here? Like what's going on? Like you've got an energy in you and you're not actually, we're not really afraid of the unknown. Um, Jer. we're afraid. Um, we're afraid of the feeling we think, uh, it, it brings us because we've made a story up about it. Mm. We're not afraid of the unknown, we're not. We just don't like being uncomfortable and we've made mm. up that the unknown means something which makes us uncomfortable. So we're running away from that. And anyway, we got to it and I took her through this super rad like body meditation thing. And she's like, the unknown, it's opportunity and I should try and I'm gonna try. And
2: she was just like this, you know, beautiful. So, um, that's,
1: that's where I think we can meet that, that part of us that we, that comes up when we're like, Oh my gosh, if I'm liberated from all my stories, who am I? And I don't know my life without that. And then we, you know, the ego then gets stuck on that. It's like, I can't change because I'm afraid and I don't know who I am without these stories. Mm-hmm. Great, great. 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 Cool. So what do you want to do with that? You know, it's just like, like can we move on from that one now? I'm, I'm bored of it.
2: Mm. And yeah. uh, I
0: love that. I, I think um, we forget that meaning is a choice. Like yeah. th- things just are, Right. And we get to decide whether they're easy or fun or hard or scary or whatever. And I often get you know messages from people of how do I I, I want to do this thing, but I'm really scared. So how mm-hmm. do I do the thing? And oh, you, you make it look so easy. You know, you're doing all these big projects or putting things out in the world. Like, how do you not feel scared? And it's like, uh, I feel scared all the time. Like. I just do the damn thing anyway. Like I chase the fear. And for me, it's like the fear is a a little breadcrumb along the path that I'm supposed to travel down because that means that I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn and I'm going to experience new things that make me feel really alive.
2: Yes.
1: I, one of the meditations that i do with the kids that i teach in school so for those of you listening i own a business called calm mind project and we run um programs in schools and businesses and for the community um, that uh build resilience self-awareness inspiration and connection through mindfulness meditation and mindset and um I, i use this with you know some of my big clients one of my clients he sings on the voice and he's like what do I do? I want to go to Coachella. And we're talking about meeting, um, you know, his anxiety that he gets before stage and stuff like that. And I use the same tools with people in that space as in, uh, with people who are in like a deep, uh, victim state of trauma and depression, as well as the kids, like this is transferable is what I'm saying. Right. Mm. Relative to what you're speaking about that, um, all we have to do to become resilient because people say resilience is bouncing back up when you fall down and and i kind of i disagree with that and i'm just going to make up my own meaning because i don't like that one so this is what i do so it's really about as soon as you feel some kind of resistance some kind of discomfort some kind of energy that makes you tense or you tense around open and breathe into it relax into it and I give this visual of um, you know, the waves washing onto the shore and washing back out. That if a wave comes in of energy, you know, if a wave comes in that feels uncomfortable, we hold our breath, <gasps> we tense our body,
2: oh, I want to get away from it.
1: I'm like, what would happen if you just exhaled? <laughs> you just relaxed and exhaled. And the wave would just go back into the ocean again. So it's like meeting whatever energy, whatever wave comes in. Joy. Breathe it in and then breathe it out so you don't fear not having joy anymore because that's another way we fuck up our life. It's like I feel good and then we get afraid to not feel good and we screw that up too. Oh, no, hold on to
2: it. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God.
1: So anyways, breathe in and then what comes after, and I say this to my clients, so what comes after an inhale? An exhale. And I say it almost like, you know, they laugh. They laugh. And then after you inhale and like exhale, very good. Good. Cause it's just like, guys, let's just keep doing it. Let's just breathe. Like, let's just, yeah, you're not going to, you, you, if you're waiting to feel like uncomfortable for your green light to do shit, you're going to be waiting forever and ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: and ever and
0: Yeah. ever. Eric Thomas has this great line. There's never the right time to do a great thing. Like, and, and like the way that I look at that is that ready is this illusion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I need to learn more, do more, rehearse one more time, practice, whatever. And it's like, nah, you just need to probably do the thing. Yeah. Like, it's been, it's been long enough. Um, but you said this interesting thing that I wanted to expand on or unpack a little bit about another way we screw up our life is by like holding too tight to the good stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you want to expand on that a bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is how we spend a lot of that, you know, our time in suffering. And I was saying to the kids, I taught some year eights yesterday and I was asking them questions like, how do you feel when, you know, you eat food or how do you, has anyone ever experienced when they were in a really good mood and then something happened and their mindset changed and suddenly their energy shifted and it's kind of like you grieve the feeling you had, but then you get afraid because you don't feel good anymore. So it perpetuates it. And we unconsciously do this when we're feeling good, we want to stay up. We want to. We want the high, we want, we, you know, human being, it's our nature to not want to feel uncomfortable because to, to our primitive brain, too much discomfort equals death. So we treat it like death and it's, it's, you know, that's what fucks us up. So say we feel good, we feel inspired, we feel happy unconsciously often what's running is this desire or this fear that that's going to get taken away from us. Mm. You know, <gasps> I feel good. I feel good. And underneath that, we're wanting to hold on to it. We want to extend it. However, this is why meditation is so vital. Um, that if we just, again, going back to the wave, is that an analogy or a metaphor Jeff? Um, if, if we just approached all different feelings all different circumstances just as another wave coming in going out coming in going out and we didn't attach i like that wave better oh that one has a better barrel oh that's got some good head or some froth on it or that one's a bit cold or that one's a bit icy or that's choppy it's just if we stopped treating them differently and we're just okay cool this moment and the next moment and then this moment inhale in exhale out this moment and the next moment if we did that This is how we would flow. This is how we would be relaxed and surrendered into life. This is how we would be more intuitive because we would drop into our body and meet things. We would be able to really enjoy joy. We would be able to enjoy bliss. We would be able to enjoy happiness as it comes in. And then if we let it go, we'd also be okay with that. So really, truly what we're doing is we're embracing and we're cultivating this constant sense of contentment underneath all of the energy and the waves coming in and out. So it's kind of like this double layer. So deep down, if you can breathe in and breathe out each moment and each experience, right? Which is what meditation is. Meditation isn't to make your life better or you to feel better. It teaches you to be with whatever is without attaching to it, the end, full stop. It's actually quite boring. It's it's quite boring. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be enlightened. everything's gonna be okay. It's like, no, no, no. It's meeting the shit sandwich with the same attitude that you meet the, I don't know, whatever flavored sandwich you do like. You know, it's it's just like cool, this is it. That's why meditation is vital. That's why it makes you chilled and happy, because you're not reactive to life, you're not resisting discomfort, and you're also embracing and being like, oh, cool, I feel good now, great. And then if that moves through you in a way and that changes, that's also okay. You don't freak out. Mm. That, was Sorry,
0: good. That-, no, yeah.
2: that was good.
0: That was good. I'm just like, I feel like I'm just observing a really profound TED Talk kind of, kind of vibe, you know? It was good. Okay. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> okay, so people that want ch- to change their lives have talked about responsibility, courage, mm-hmm curiosity you touched on fear touched on meditation as as a practice for awareness and acceptance what's that the
2: body
0: getting in the body so how do you get in the body
1: yeah um dance relax your belly close your mouth take a big deep deep breath into your belly so hand on your chest hand on your belly your chest should barely move sit up straight and just draw the breath into your belly. And then exhale through your nose gently. This is gonna put your body into coherence. Your vagus nerve is gonna trigger. You're gonna go into rest and digest. Your parasympathetic nervous system is going to relax, which means your sympathetic nervous system will switch off. That's the part of you that freaks out and creates all the stories as well. So you're gonna calm down your mind, basically. This is why it's called Calm Mind Project. So calm your mind, use your breath, get into your body. Then just notice what you feel. So do a body scan right? Am I tense anywhere? Am I, um, you know, my shoulders like tight. Can I relax them? Is my jaw tight? Is my body tight? Can I relax my belly more? Can I just keep breathing in and out? And I know this is not going to change the circumstance outside of you, but it is going to change the way that you're experiencing it. It's going to help you move through. It's going to bring you back into your center. Your stories aren't going to enhance around it. You'll be able to work with it and act accordingly from a space of centeredness rather than reactivity and fear Great. You'll be able to change. This is liberating. Get into your body. Your feelings need to be acknowledged. You cannot feel your feelings if you're igniting them and throwing gasoline on them by thinking about them, trying to get away from them. So out of your head, into your body, breathe, feel them. And by feeling them, I don't need swimming around them and panicking. Actually relax into it. Feel yourself drop in, breathe into it. Imagine literally your muscles relaxing into the feeling and keep breathing into the tension. And if you just keep your attention there for, say, 60 seconds, 120 at the most, set a timer, keep breathing, it will dissipate. There might be a couple of layers. That's okay. Keep doing the same thing. It will dissipate. Then when you're in your body and in your center, go from there.
0: Wow. So just breathe.
1: Breathe consciously, coherently, not just breathe. Because we can, we've got to breathe all the time anyway. Breathe consciously.
2: Mm. Breathe
1: through your nose, in and out your nose. Be present. Your belly. Don't use your chest.
0: Yeah, I have this um, timer in my phone that goes off every day at three thirty three, and it says, "Take three deep breaths," mm. as just a little nudge that, "Hey, bro, take some breaths." Mm. And I read this article that suggested that six deep breaths significantly reduces your blood pressure
1: yes in your body from what i just told you
0: yeah it's like so all that you need realistically is like three to six deep breaths and you can change your entire physiological state
1: totally and i want to want to want to drive the point home that if you're breathing and your whole chest lifts and expands that's not a deep breath that's a chest breath so if you're (gasps) and you breathe through the top of your lungs, you're actually increasing your fight or flight. You're increasing your cortisol. Your chest should barely move. It's your belly should rise as you inhale and it should gently drop as you exhale.
0: The way I look at that is like, I try to breathe as slowly as possible for as long as possible.
2: Yes, that's key. That's beautiful.
0: Thanks. You can can use that in the future. That's because for me, it's like I want to slow down and I can't, I can't like often focus on many things at once, but I can focus on like taking as slow and as deep a breath as possible.
1: Technically, uh, you can't just focus on many things at once.
0: You can ever. only focus on one thing at once.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, okay, so breathe, get in your body. What else oh, have we not touched on that people need to know in order to change their life?
1: I think to understand that, um, you know, when my, like after a retreat, people are like, "Holy crap! I understand what it feels like to be content. I finally understand what it feels like to feel in myself. This is what it feels like to not have a busy mind." Or what you know, whatever we've done because we've learned so much, so many layers of stuff from cathartic release work, and we've done, you know, going really deep in. And I say, okay, cool. So as soon as you walk out of here. Your mind's going to find a reason to be afraid that it's not going to feel like this way and it's going to panic again. I was like, do less, but keep repeating what you've learned. Mm. You, for the rest of your life, in every single moment, you have a choice. Do you understand that? For the rest of your life, you have a choice. You're open or you're closed. You're in your head or you're in your body. Mm. You're breathing consciously or you're not breathing consciously. So the last step is to repeat infinitely what we've said. Be present. Then I also wanted to add to step number one. Yes, be curious and become aware. Do it with kindness, loving kindness. Mm. Don't get so uptight about it. Gently. Yeah.
0: Gently. And, And also recognizing that, you know, you've probably got decades of momentum behind you in terms of how you think, what you believe, how you react to certain situations, the habits and rituals that you do every single day. Like you've been doing this a while, and just to be gentle and patient with the process of change—that you know it's not going to be like overnight you're a radically different human. That's just not how it works. I mean, it can work that way, but taking as small a step as possible, um, and you're doing one different thing each day, then you actually are a radically different human.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're just slowly transforming into the person that you want to become.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a really powerful idea as well. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it scales. like do one more eat one more piece of broccoli today. Do one more minute of meditation today. like walk one thousand more steps this week.
1: And what like, what can you stop doing? Drink one oh, less yeah. bit.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: One less cigarette.
1: Feed one less negative thought for mm. thirty less seconds.
0: Yeah. Or like, oh, my anxiety attack lasted, you know, only five minutes instead of 20 minutes. Like, that's a huge victory.
1: I like to call it an anxiety reminder to be present.
0: And my anxiety reminder only lasted five minutes instead of 20 minutes. (laughs) That's good.
1: I like to Attack
0: is such a harsh word. You're right.
1: Exactly. And it makes us so afraid. (gasps) I'm having an
0: attack. Ah. And so how do you reframe it? A reminder of what? To be present
1: to come back into your body anxiety is literally the fear that you're not going to be able to handle discomfort in the future because you've made up some story about what the unknown means
0: Mm. and so do you want to talk more about anxiety because i feel like it's a very common thing that i get asked about
1: yeah it's um anxiety it's just so normal guys it's it's again meet any tension meet any moment like that as an invitation to pause Um, anxiety can be triggered without something even not happening at all because the mind gets really really good at getting better at protecting itself so if anxiety has been I say anxiety is actually a protective mechanism of the brain it's a very smart thing it's trying to protect us from being uncomfortable so we go into anxiety it's like a warning alert 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 we're on high alert and sometimes and 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 I use this to say hey this is an invitation to say your brain has picked up something in your environment. Like your unconscious has picked up something in your environment, a thought even, cause you could be in bed, wake up and have an anxiety attack and be like, "Whoa, what the f- in hell is going on? That might mean that there is such built up energy in your body trying to get out as well. Either way, if you meet it with your breath and instead of freaking out that you're having it, cause that's laying in your shit sandwich, just meet it with your breath, meet it with, um, Meet it with a gentle embrace. It's like surrender into it. And I don't mean like, I'm having an anxiety attack. Okay, cool. I'm just going to stay here. I mean, as in don't resist it because you will make it worse. We need to stop thinking that anxiety and depression are things we need to get rid of. They're intelligent messages from our body and our mind, letting us know we're out of alignment, that we're in our heads, that we're living in fear, that we're resisting, that we're trying to you know, focus on having something or a situation be a different way to, because that's what's going to make us happy or that's what should be right. They're, they're beautiful messengers reminding us, teaching us, guiding us back in to say, hey, 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 you're out of alignment. So treat them differently. They're, they're, they're not diseases. They can turn into diseases if we don't know what to do with them. And they can put spread disease through our whole life. They can but they're still teaching something. So instead of approaching them like something we need to treat and get rid of, it's like approaching them as like, hey, this this is telling us something very, very important. Let's listen here. Let's
0: mm. listen. This line that I heard that I really love about this, but also many things is um, our weaknesses, our strength turned up too loud. Yeah, yeah. That? Of like yeah. the anxiety is cool. It's like it's fear and like fear keeps us safe and alive and thriving. And it's just maybe the volume's turned up a little bit too high. And so the process yeah. becomes like, Okay, hey, that's a little loud, so I'm gonna maybe just turn that down a little bit.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and depression is expectation on something it's, this should be a different way. I should be a different way. That should be a different way. And it's that perpetuated on top of each other for a very, very, very long time. Mm. You know, it might come from, this should have happened differently or maybe a trauma from younger, where you believed you did something wrong. So it's, it's a buildup of an energy of an emotion of something that should be a different way. So when we look at the core of it, depression is layered expectation and Mm. expectation turned up too loud. will create depression.
2: Mm. Was An this?
1: expectation can be a great thing. Like it's raising the standard. But if, yeah, if it's turned up too loud.
2: Mm. That that's mine. a very,
1: very simplified. Sorry. I want to, I want to honor that. You know, it can be, if you're in a really dark place and you've experienced bipolar, I'm not saying, oh, you've just got expectations. It's, it's not that, but I'm saying at its very, very, very core when, when I treat and work with depression as a regression and really work on the, the root of it, when it comes back to it, right, right, right down to it, we have taken on someone's expectation or our own, and then it's built upon that creative belief. That's, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Right. I'm not saying just change your expectations and boom, you you know it's, it's gone. Not
0: like a magic pill. No. the uh, The thing I've heard before is that depression's fear of the past and anxiety is fear of the future. Have you heard this?
1: Yeah, I have. And what are, you, I, what are
0: your thoughts on that?
1: Oh uh, no, I don't. I mean, it's like yeah,
0: oversimplified.
1: It is because I truly, if we if we look at it again, um, every like anxiety is actually us trying to protect ourselves from an uncomfortable feeling. Mm. Um, and that uncomfortable feeling could be a memory from the past that they were afraid we'll feel in the future. So yes, it is in a way. Um, but as I, you know, as I said, like depression is always an expectation and we can have an expectation for it to be different now or in the future as well. So it's, but it, it does work that way as well. You know, I think it's a great way to mm. kind of snap
2: out of it, but
0: okay. Mm. Any, uh, any final words of wisdom for, for people listening?
1: You don't need to worry so much about changing yourself. This <laughs> is a podcast on how to change. It's like, if you want to, this is how you go about it, but you're actually so okay right now. You're so okay. If you just feel like you don't like the way that you're experiencing life and you're not experiencing joy or peace or happiness, Um, There's a reason for that and it's called your mind (laughs) and Your experience of a lack of that is just teaching you You know, we need context Like I said before to know what and who we are. We have to know what we're not. So we need the ego We need fear to teach us we need to experience the you know sad to know happy we need to experience it all so if you're not experiencing joy and bliss, it's not wrong. It's just still another experience. I guess that's my point. If you make any of life wrong, if you make any of yourself wrong, you're just gonna keep feeling that way. You'll stay stuck. So start with being like, you know what? This is, this is cool, this is life. Meet it with that mm. approach. That,
0: that acceptance component is so yeah. huge. Okay, Amber Hawken uh we should talk about the thing that we're doing very briefly we all i, I almost just was going to say goodbye to you and i'm like we should probably mention the thing absolutely so we are leading a retreat together in byron bay in mm-hmm. august
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah i'm so stoked about that? well we're going to probably be i guess unpacking the things that we've unpacked to a whole different level and giving one-on-one live our hot seat coaching to where all the whole group experiences it and workshops on all of this stuff so that there's practical levels to this very light, beautiful airy fairy side and practical levels to really igniting your fire. If that's gone out, figuring out what that is for you, um, your own formula. Cause I don't think there is a formula, but your formula to ignite your life and continue to create momentum behind the things that inspire you and ignite you and how to turn that into, um, you know, whether that's a career for you or, you know, breaking through an upper limit. And it's basically gonna be four days of immersion where you're, you know, in an incubator of deep, deep, deep change um, with us, you and I, making dirty jokes and having laughs and doing some pretty cool shit together for four days in Byron Bay.
0: And there's a few surprises. Yes. And we're gonna be near the beach and we might go in nature.
1: We will, we'll be living in nature.
0: We'll be living in nature. And the thing that I like about our retreat, if I may just, you know, toot our horn, is uh is that there's like the two options. So you can you can choose to live with us in the in the space, or you can just show up from what is it, like nine to five every day, do the stuff, and then go stay wherever you want to stay. And stay with your uncle John or your neighbor Tim
1: or whatever. Or Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy. Um.
0: Yeah. Uh, so people can go to longdistancelovebombs slash dot com slash australia, I believe. Let's just go with that.
1: Or an easier spot to go would be um, to either of our Instagrams. Oh yeah. So you are at longdistancelovebombs, and I okay. am at amber underscore hawken H-A-W-K-E-N. and the link in our bio has.
2: Yeah.
1: If, if you're having trouble typing, just go straight to the Instagram and the link in our bio has it.
0: And, uh, and like people can find you on Instagram. Do you have a website? Do you want to plug your book or anything? I know you have a podcast cause I've been on it.
1: Yeah. Yes. And you're actually going to be on it about the same time as this is released too. Um, yeah, it's just called the Amber Hawken podcast because, um, because everything in my whole life has just been my name. Hence my <laughs>
0: Did I tell you about when I started my podcast and like I was so nervous and anxious and scared and I finally got the courage to like upload it and I found the system and I was doing the thing and I did it all and I was finally like on post or publish or whatever it is and I was so scared and I click it and then the the like system is like error and it's like you have to fill in all the tabs or whatever. And I go up and the thing that I had forgotten to write was the name of the podcast. And I was like, Oh, uh uh yeah, and I was like, longest since love bombs podcast. I just I felt it. so bored, but it's the easiest.
1: Yeah, well, my hotmail is amberhawken at hotmail dot com. My website is com. My podcast, Amber Hawken Podcast, YouTube.
0: Do you Amber, do you, sorry, do you, you wanna give out your email address on the podcast?
2: uh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. do you want me to um, delete no, it that i I, don't, I mean it doesn't look like feel free no one no, i don't get my hot anymore so it doesn't matter
0: okay that's the old one anyway
1: yeah it's just it's just i i did that because it was easy and I, I remember someone saying to me but no one knows amber hawk and i was like "Oh no, not they'll figure it out
0: yeah one day they might <laughs> fucking <laughs> nobody know. knew tony robbins when he started <laughs>
1: No? I was like, this isn't, this isn't about me. This is because I'm lazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm lazy and I'm planning for the long term. Like, this yeah. is a forever project. Right? right? Anyway, we should go. I'm starting to scream at the microphone. Oh. Uh, what What were we going to say?
1: I was just ex- sad about you screaming at the microphone. If oh. you guys want free meditations and stuff, like what uh-huh. I did... It, go to my highlights in my Instagram. That it's a thing that says like free stuff and mindset and meditation, and you'll get them there.
0: Yep, and you've got a book as well that's great, The Unfuckable Life. You, you yes. do so, Amber. You do so many things. Like every time I check in on you, you're like starting a business. You you launched a festival. You have books and podcasts and events all the time. I don't know how you do it
1: uh Which I speaker? meditate, actually.
0: <laughs> I meditate. Perfect. <laughs> it's so ironic, right? It's like, how do you get all that stuff done? Well, every day I sit and do nothing for an extended period.
1: <laughs> yes. And I do this. Oh, I wish people could see. But every day I write in my journal. Uh, I guess it's not even, yeah, it's a journal, but I just affirm what the things that I want, as if I have them, I just literally write them down, grateful for them. And th- that shit just happens.
0: So what do, have... what do you mean? Like, what's an example of that? Just Everything like I do makes me money. Say that again.
1: Everything I do makes me money. Okay. Every moment I am um, receiving more support, love um, and networks than the moment before.
0: You just like choose to beat that into your head until you really believe it in your body.
1: Thoughts become feelings, feelings become emotions, emotions become energy, energy becomes matter. It's as simple as that.
0: Can you I say I have that a mind. Once more just, so, just for the people in the back, like myself yeah. that's in here?
1: <laughs> Thoughts become feelings, feelings become emotions, emotions become energy, energy becomes matter. I have a brain. I know that it has a reticular activating system. I know that if I want to make the most of my mind and my body and my potential, I'm gonna use my mind. And so I affirm these things as if they already exist because it reminds my body and my nervous system that it's possible and it exists and it opens me to, to mm. infinite possibilities. And then I'm infinitely patient. I'm not attached to this. I'm like, I just assume everything I do makes me money. Every cent I spend comes back to me in tenfold and fast. I got that one from my mentor, Haley Carr, actually. for my moment. And um yeah, just just stuff like this. Like I am, um, a, I'm a TEDx speaker. I I have reached, um, I have, I have affected one one million minds to become calm. Mm. Like it's just,
0: let's do it. You have, to, you have to actually feel it and see it before it has happened. Because if not, then you will feel uncertain and unknown and might be scared and avoid it. You have
1: to get really scared about it. And so this isn't about like, I mean, I do a lot of shit. I align my actions with that as well. Yeah. But I also believe that a lot of the work, um, is done internally and then it requires less external effort when you do that internal work.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's a good way to phrase it. Mm
1: -hmm. So much happens in my life. And and I notice the massive, if I don't do that, shit slows down Mm. and not like slows down as in gets boring. And I have space. I mean, Um, money will slow down. My energy will slow down. My, my, my friendships and connections, uh, wither. It's like, this lights me, lights my life.
0: It's your fuel.
2: Yeah.
1: Amber Hawken, I just
0: love the shit out of you. I think you're just the best and I'm so glad to know you and thank you for the work you do in the world. I'm so excited to see you in Byron Bay in when's that like a
1: month and a half? Holy shit. Is that right? July Oh. yeah it's about eight yeah it's gonna come quick we've got some long months coming up so okay
0: yeah but yeah you're you're just awesome and um and i hope people go and check your stuff out because i find you to be uh, a really powerful and brilliant communicator
1: um thank you i really appreciate that you're like
0: one of my one of my teachers and one of my one of my pals you know Ditto. anyway that's enough good stuff about you
2: <laughs> love you Amber Hogan. take care <laughs>
0: is good right i told you go and change your damn life and if you want to hang out with amber and i in byron bay in august go to longdistancelovebombs.com slash australia check it out four days with us doing some soul work and some surprises near the beach in byron bay in a badass house and we're hiring a chef too it's gonna be fucking legit longdistancelovebombs.com slash Australia. Come and hang out with us. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hug you, give you a high five. And uh, that's it.
2: Go and enjoy the rest of your day. Keep smiling. Keep kicking ass. The world needs you.